Tswani Event Center Coding Hotering Itirlo Pito Ya Tuna Edna Molewa Alfi Thank you. Let us be seated. When I also walked in here, it was crazy and scary uh, to see people like yourself. <laughs> Program director, Me Nana Esther Meti, and the Meti and Mulewa family, Deputy President David Mabuza. Secretary General of the African National Congress, Date Ace Mahashule, Treasurer General Paul Mashatile. I didn't see the Deputy Secretary General, but if she's here, Deputy, Deputy Secretary General, the National Chairperson is not here, is elsewhere. And members of the National Executive Committee of the Governing Party, the African National Congress, leaders and members of Comrade Edna Mulewa's organization, the ANC Women's League, leaders of the Alliance, COSATU, the SACP, and SANCO, former presidents. Becky, Mutante, and Zuma, Libomme, Deputy Chief Justice Zondo, and other members of the judiciary, Speaker of our National Assembly, Mebale Gambete, Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Metandi Mudise, Ministers and Deputy Ministers, Premier of Gauteng, Dr. David Makura, and other premiers from our various provinces, members of parliament, members of the provincial legislatures, leaders of various political parties, government leaders from other countries, and I had, we have the Deputy Prime Minister of Lesotho, traditional leaders, leaders of faith-based organizations, community-based leaders, leaders of business organizations, members of the diplomatic corps, distinguished guests, and ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> this indeed is a sad day as we mourn the untimely passing of our dear sister, colleague and comrade, but whilst it is a sad moment, it is also a moment of remembering as well as celebrating a remarkable as well as an event-filled life. Our tears today are interspersed with the joy and appreciation 
of a woman who was both beautiful, bubbly, energetic, and indeed a powerhouse of enormous proportions. On behalf of the government and the people of South Africa, I offer my deep condolences to her friends and to her family. May Esther, Nana Meti, daughters Kineilwed Didi, sons Michael and Basiami, and the grandchildren, as well as her siblings, I would like to say your sorrow is our sorrow as well, and your pain is a pain that we also feel. I express to you our profound gratitude as a family for having shared your daughter, your mother, and your sister with us, her people, her nation. As her leader in government, my pain and loss is also acute in that Minister Mulewa fell ill following a trip to China where I had asked her to join us as part of the South Africa delegation to FOCAC when we were meeting with a whole number of other leaders from various countries on our continent. We, only, we know only too well that her commitment to the struggle of our people for freedom and dignity came at a great personal cost to her children, whom she cherished so much. We've gathered here to bid farewell to a remarkable woman indeed, a woman of fortitude, of immense talent, the talent that many of us bore witness to, but also a woman of great confidence. We are also here to commemorate and acknowledge her immense contribution in her service to the people of our country. Dr. Bomo Edna Edith Mulewa's life was one of sacrifice, selflessness, and yes, that service to her people. She was dedicated to the founding principles and values of her organization to which she dedicated her life. She also, in an irrevocable manner, committed herself to the objectives of our democratic constitution as a nation. She will be remembered for her unwavering belief in constitutionalism, in democratic values, in the unity of the people of South Africa, and in the central role of her organization, the African National Congress, and the government it leads in forging a society based on freedom, justice, and human rights for all. Here lies a woman who had courage, who was extremely professional in everything that she did, and who was guided by principle in everything that she did and said. 
These are qualities she displayed from her early age and which guided her throughout her rich political and professional life. Like many of her peers and those who came before her, her political activism started in the 60s when she was at the then famous Hebron College. It was at this dangerous time that she displayed her bravery and her fearlessness. The brutal system of apartheid was at its height, but despite that, political, student, and workers' organizations of our people were working actively underground to overthrow the National Party government. She threw herself into this and was part of the cadres who were prepared to sacrifice everything so that our freedom could be secured. It was at this time that she participated in the ANC underground, in the Liberation Army Umkonte Wesizwe, in the civic movement, and in the trade union movement. She paid a harsh price for her loyalty and dedication to the liberation struggle. As we have heard, she was detained countless times. As the apartheid system's cruelty and brutality knew no bounds, she was arrested in 1989 while still nursing her infant son and was held in solitary confinement for many months. But despite that, she was elevated and honored by her union when they elevated her to a high position of being a shop steward in Kausa. When Kosati was formed, she was part of the whole machinery and process of establishing and forming Kosatu. Workers organized under the South African Commercial Catering and Allied Workers Union had a committed and visionary leader in Comrade Edna Mulewa. This led to them always putting her in leadership roles right until the early 90s, when the apartheid government and the liberation movements first began negotiations that led to the unbending of the ANC. The ANC benefited immensely and greatly from her leadership talent and capabilities. She was elected onto the NEC of the ANC on a number of occasions, and this was in recognition of the dedication and the hard work she always put into her role as an NEC member. Her role in the ANC Women's League was a stellar role as a member of the NEC as well as the spokesperson of the ANC Women's League. As one of the leaders of the ANC, she was one of those NEC leaders who always took her work extremely seriously and was forever ready to be deployed to perform various tasks, no matter how arduous or hard. Her general approach was to build unity and cohesion in the ANC 
she was a refreshing contributor in ANC debates as she always sought practical solutions and not divisive outcomes. Meti, I can tell you, Hore, Edna Unar Harley meeting ya ANC National Executive Committee. Kena on a atabua, Montreng and Willing and Hubuiwa Gayon. And Habua Unai Panaco. La Chepeseni are no Nacoifedile. Me Edna Unabata Naco, Efitang Yababang Babansi. Hone Holivia Locaban, not Halifid. Caneti Uzadilenguana, on a Halifid, on a Zidin Tosevzenata. Her contribution in the NEC of the ANC and indeed in the cabinet will be missed more now at this time as the ANC is on a path of renewal and lasting principled unity. Her entry into government began with the birth of our democracy when she was amongst the first group of ANC parliamentarians in the democratic parliament. It is in tribute to the outstanding legacy that the late Dr. Molewa has left behind that the tributes to her have been received from environmental and conservation community around the globe. As a nation, we were overjoyed by the great success she had and the recognition she received as a key figure in international environmental governance and as a leading voice in the development of and the subsequent adoption of the UN Agenda 2030 for Sustainable Development and Sustainable Development Goals. The late Dr. Molewa executed her role as Minister of Environmental Affairs with diligence, with excellence, dignity and dedication. She was a sharp and creative negotiator as well. She lent immense stature and gravitas to her role as a minister. She's one person who ensured that the conservation of the environment has become a catalyst to advance the objectives of our National Development Plan. As many people were still struggling in our country with the concept of climate change in terms of what it means, also its seriousness and the risks that would follow if we ignore paying attention to it, she was the one person amongst us who had already looked through the looking glass and knew exactly what needed to be done. We have lost a leader who was widely respected on the world stage in as far as issues that have to do with climate change, the environment and conservation. It was under her leadership that South Africa formulated its national climate change response policy and national adaptation strategy. 
our robust response to the threat of climate change has its genesis in COP17, summit which was held in Durban in 2011. As leader of the South African negotiating delegation, Minister Mulewa threw herself into an intense period of international diplomacy. This conference laid the groundwork for the historic climate change Paris Agreement in 2015, which Minister Mulewa worked tirelessly to ensure was concluded and ratified. South Africa and the international community has indeed lost a true champion of the cause of environmental justice and sustainability as a foundation for equitable socio-economic development. Edna Mulewa provided leadership on the whole spectrum of issues in the environmental sector, from the green economy, the oceans economy, the biodiversity economy, to wildlife conservation in terms of its management and protection. It was always an absolute joy and also an enlightening process to always listen to Minister Mulewa, both in cabinet, in conferences, seminars, and workshops. As she spoke about the topography, the biodiversity, and the fauna and flora of our country. In almost a professorial manner, she would explain in detail how our country was regarded as the third most mega-diverse country in the whole world, after Brazil and Indonesia. Minister Mulewa knew how many plant types we have in our country from the top of her head. She knew the types of grasses that we have growing in our landscape. She knew the animal species that our country has, the fish species, and you name it, she knew them all. She was a walking library of nature conservation and biodiversity, a truly amazing and intelligent person. It pained her that the ocean's health was being threatened with degradation, overfishing, oil and plastic pollution. As part of the global effort to strike a balance between economic development and ocean health, she was at the time of her passing preparing to launch a Source to Sea initiative, a national and international movement to address the sources of marine and river pollution at source to restore our water systems to good health and to eradicate pollution. She was the one person who was convinced that in these economic trying times, when our economy is not growing at the level that we would all desire, she had seen how 
growth could be unlocked for our economy through the biodiversity economy, the oceans economy, and also in nature conservation. She was one person who in a very acute manner had distilled precisely the amount of money that could be invested in the economy, in these subsectors, as well as the number of jobs that would be created. She dies at a time when we would have wanted her to unlock this campaign of growing our economy through the area that she was working in. She was passionate about enhancing our role as a country in, with regard to oceans research, especially in Antarctica and the Southern Ocean Islands. She believed that African nations, whom she worked with so closely and so wonderfully, must first understand the oceans and their mysteries if they are to benefit from the opportunities that the oceans that surround our continent have to offer. She launched the first of a series of multinational Indian Ocean research cruises on our polar supply vessel, the Miriam Makeba vessel, a vessel that is staffed by young scientists from the Indian Ocean Rim Association countries. She had invited me to travel with her on one of these research cruises to Antarctica, an invitation which I still hope to honor, and I will do so with a measure of dedication because I will be doing this in her memory and her honor. Dr. Mulewa was clear that the environmental portfolio in government was so much more than a regulatory function, but a real catalyst for economic transformation. She was passionate about the role of the waste economy in addressing poverty alleviation and job creation. We will have seen some of the photographs that were being displayed, how she was one person who would don an overall and take a plastic bag and walk around collecting refuse and rubbish. She was determined to provide dignity to waste pickers by providing them with opportunities and tools of trade. It was under her leadership that South Africa pioneered recycling enterprise support program that has already made a material impact on black-owned and managed enterprises. Her work has helped to ensure that more waste materials are diverted from landfill and that materials such as tires, electronic waste, paper and packaging are used to create much-needed jobs and grow our economy. She understood that such programs were a critical part of the national effort to fundamentally transform our society. Edna Mulewa championed the involvement of communities 
in the mainstream of conservation. She insisted that the country's unique biodiversity held untapped potential to address South Africa's job creation challenges. She fought for the transformation of the biodiversity sector to advance the principles of access and benefit sharing from all the natural resources that our country has, while at the same time ensuring responsible management for long-term survival and sustainability of species in the wild. She was a daughter of the South African soil, with deep love for nature, for her country, and for the African region. She led from the front and could often be found out in the field herself, as we saw in some of the pictures, where she was helping in darting animals that were either sick or had to be better secured. She had a soft spot for the rangers in our national parks and gave them her firm support as they confronted ever more complex and ever more dangerous tasks in protection of our rare animals. She pushed for the rollout of a range of environmental programs that offered work opportunities, skills development and training to thousands of young South Africans across a, range, a wide range of fields. From natural resource management, to fire suppression, to rhino conservation, to waste management, and to eco-furniture production. I heard someone even suggesting in a tribute to her that she is one of those who should one day be considered for a Nobel Prize for saving the rhino because her work has done a lot to save the rhino for future generations. It is testament to her hard work that the environmental programs of the expanded public works program, the EPWP, continue to be amongst the most successful not only in South Africa but in the world. People from across the world come to South Africa to come and learn how we are doing our public prog works programs. And many of these programs are lodged in the area that she had been given a responsibility to execute. I want to single out here the Working for Water program, which Dr. Mulewa was particularly passionate about. This program offers young people work opportunities to clear invasive plants, which not only threaten our biological diversity, but also our water security as a country. In a number of eco-furniture factories across the country, the biomass from cleared alien vegetation is being used to produce various wooden products such as school desks and low-cost coffins. True to her character, as we have heard, 
Edna Molewa told her colleagues and family that someday when she is gone, she wished to be buried in one of those eco-coffins. And today she lies here in one of those eco-coffins, a project that she pioneered. The concept has expanded to perhaps its greatest potential, that of building high-quality human settlements, schools, toilet blocks, and other structures using the very invasive plants that she pioneered to be utilized effectively for to benefit humanity. Among the first programs to have grown out of the Working for Water programs, was the Working for Wetlands program and the Working on Fire program. One can see the discipline, the fitness and dignity of the men and women from Working on, water, on Fire who are helping as marshals today in their bright yellow shirts. Dr. Mulewa was always a champion for women issues and it is remarkable to note that no other country has a wild land firefighting capacity that has more than 10% of its firefighters being women. Today, nearly a third of South African wild land firefighters are women, and we are determined to grow this further in honor of her memory. It is important that we should talk about the work of this woman who lies here because her work was quite monumental and many of us may not really have known the precise details of the work that she did and how privileged we are as a nation to have had a Minister of Environmental Affairs who knew so much about her craft but who also led from the front in a variety of areas that are very, very complex. Minister Mulewa will be forever remembered by South Africans for her efforts, yes, to conserve the country's wildlife, in particular our rhino, as I said. She had promised us that rhino would not go extinct on her watch, and this has been proven to be both prescient and true. And she has also made sure that rhino poaching figures go on the decline and we know that a lot still remains to be done in this area. I forever remember how Minister Mulewa promised to call me when we translocated rhino to Chad and how on their arrival in Chad, the president of Chad would receive them and she would then call me. And she asked president, can I call you anytime they arrive? I said, yes. And lo and behold, the call came through at two o'clock in the morning as the rhinos were being in Chad. That goes to show her dedication to her task and to her work as a minister. 
In the last days of her life, Dr. Molewa and her department were in liaison with my office to launch a landmark campaign to mobilize all South Africans to become more environmentally conscious. The hashtag Tumamina Good Green Deeds program is aimed at changing behavior towards littering, towards illegal dumping, and towards waste in general. This project or campaign will be launched in her honor and will spread the message to all South Africans that it is the responsibility of each one of us to keep our country and our communities clean. This time we will go into this campaign with a great deal of zest because we will be doing it in the honor of the daughter of our country, Edna Mulewa. So long as millions of our people still bear the brunt and ill consequences of poverty, inequality and underdevelopment, her work is not done yet. She never wavered in her commitment to the upliftment of our people and to the protection of their rights. We must draw lessons from the life of our departed colleague and comrade, wholly embracing the concept of cadership and of putting the interests of the collective above those of the individual. If we are to retain the trust and the faith of our people, the trust and faith they have in us, we have to return to the values upon which our movement and our nation was founded. We have to remind ourselves, as she often did, that our society will never be truly free unless we are able to advance the cause of the poor and the downtrodden and improve their condition. Edna Mulewa never took the easy road, but rose to the challenge with every role to which she was deployed. Her legacy is deep, but her legacy is also impactful and enduring. And at the same time, it is an assured legacy. It is because of leaders like her that we will be able to bequeath to our children and our grandchildren that which is the greatest gift of all, our natural world. She has returned to her maker and she joins the pantheon of exemplary women leaders and icons to which this country has given birth. We evoke your memories and spirits. Bomama Lillian Goy, Mama Albertina Sisulu, Bertha Ngoa, Charlotte Makleke, Helen Joseph, Ruth Mompati, Dorothy Nyembe, Winima Digizela Mandela, and many others. We urge you to receive her, your sister and comrade, a leader who understood too well the dictum that we must become the change that we want to see in the world. She has left this mortal world, but her work and her legacy is around us. It is the rich African soil, 
it is our clear blue skies it is our abundance of oceans that surround us 3,000 kilometers of them in the unique plants and in the bountiful wildlife that we cherish and the respect and the preserve of our natural endowment her legacy lives on in the people of this great land as they strive together sparing neither strength nor courage to build the free equal and just society to which she dedicated her very being she has achieved all this supported by her family and also supported by her colleagues both in the African National Congress and on, her cabin, on our cabinet. But she's also, she was also able to achieve all this, supported by her Deputy Minister Thompson and by her very able Director General Nosipo Ngaba and many other officials. We should also pay tribute to them because without her, them, they would not, she would not have been able to do all this work. And today, we pay tribute ultimately to her and will forever remember her good works and will re forever remember what she stood for. May her soul rest in peace. Thank you.